Welcome to the Mom Enomics Podcast. I am your host, Booth Parker, mom, wife, and certified public accountant. I am passionate about all things family, home, and finance. This week on the podcast, we are talking life insurance. The old life insurance question, do I need it? The answer is most likely yes. But what kind of insurance do I need? There are basically two types of life insurance, whole, which is also called permanent, and term. There is a different purpose between the two, so the type you need depends on your goals with the life insurance. First, let's talk about whole life insurance. So whole life insurance is a policy written on a person that lasts until their death and then pays out to a designated beneficiary. Whole life insurance policies can be taken out on a husband and wife together called a second to die policy. And these policies do not pay out until the second person dies. Premiums for a whole life insurance policy are substantially higher than term because there is the definite payout at death. As the premiums are paid, the cash surrender value of the policy increases. And the cash surrender value is what you would receive if you chose to surrender or terminate the policy early. This cash surrender value is substantially less than the policy amount, the amount that would be paid to the beneficiary upon death, and the policy ends when that money is taken out. However, you can usually borrow against the cash surrender value without terminating the policy, but it would lower the amount paid out at death. So taking out the cash surrender value and terminating the policy is not the goal of a whole life policy. Whole life should not be used as or viewed as a type of retirement account. Um, Whole life insurance is not for everyone. It is generally used as an estate planning tool for people with a high net worth or a lot of assets that will be passed on. So for example, if someone dies and their estate holds a lot of assets but not a lot of cash, they may have a whole life insurance policy so that the beneficiary has cash to pay any estate taxes. So let's say William has one child, Sally, and William's wife has already passed away. William owns a lot of real estate. William also has a whole life insurance policy of $10 million and Sally is the beneficiary. William owns so much real estate that when he dies, $15 million of it will be subjected to estate tax. Assuming an estate tax rate of 40%, that would be $6 million due in taxes. We've all heard sad stories about children having to sell the family farm because they needed money to pay the estate taxes. Well, in this example, Sally has $10 million from the whole life insurance policy to pay the $6 million in taxes and still has another $4 million to maintain the properties and pay the annual property taxes. Since the life insurance proceeds are not taxable, it is a great way to get cash to your children or other designated beneficiary without that amount of money being part of your estate and subject to estate tax. 
So as you can see, not everyone falls into William's category with those amount of assets. So whole life insurance is not for everyone, but it can be a great estate planning tool if you do have a lot of assets or a large estate. So over to term. Term life insurance works in a different way. Term life insurance is exactly as its name implies. It's insurance coverage for a specified term. Term life insurance does not have a guaranteed death benefit. Term life insurance only pays out if the person dies during that specified term. So for example, if you have a $1 million term life insurance policy up to age 55 and you die at age 52, then the $1 million benefit will be paid. On the other hand, when you turn 56, the policy will terminate. So the main purpose for term life insurance is to financially provide for your family in the event of your premature death. So let's say Maggie and Bill are married with two kids. Both Maggie and Bill work and they each make $100,000 per year. Their budget and their lifestyle is based around income of $200,000 per year. However, if Bill unexpectedly died, then there would only be $100,000 of income for Maggie and the two kids to live on. Maggie would not be able to maintain her current lifestyle, probably her current home, with half the amount of income to live off of. However, if Bill had a term life insurance policy, then it would give Maggie the peace of mind of not having to worry about finances as she mourns the loss of her husband and supporting her family going forward. So the general rule of thumb is to have term life insurance that is at least 10 times your annual income. So in the prior example, if Bill had a $1 million term life insurance policy, then Maggie would receive that at the time of his death. You may be thinking, that's great. She would have 10 years worth of income. But if Maggie invests that money at, say, 7%, and withdraws $100,000 per year, then it will last about 15 years. So a premature death is difficult enough to deal with, and the last thing needed is financial concerns. It's usually a good idea to obtain term life insurance when you get married, but definitely once you have kids, and have a policy on both spouses. Even if one spouse stays home with the kids and technically doesn't have income, if that spouse were to die, then the surviving spouse would then have to pay for childcare. So you want the term life insurance term, the length of it, to go until a time that you are either debt-free or you have enough in savings that you could live off of. And term life insurance is relatively cheap. If a 30-year-old husband and wife each wanted a million-dollar policy with a 20-year term, meaning it terminates when they are 50, the average annual premium would be about 450 for the husband and 400 for the wife. Age, gender, health, etc. do affect your rates. And while one hopes to never need the term life insurance, it is definitely peace of mind in the event of a premature death. On the other hand, whole life insurance premiums are much more expensive because they have that guaranteed death benefit. The premiums for that million dollars would be more like $4,500 to $5,000 a year and would continue until death. 
So remember that choosing term or whole depends on your goals. Term is a great option for peace of mind for families, and whole is a great estate planning tool. So I hope this clarifies the difference between term and whole and gets you on the right path to which one is best for you at the current state of your life and your family. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. And remember, all information contained on this podcast is educational in nature and not considered financial advice.